Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Rachel, I went to a very interesting event last week. I know you did. A lot with real estate. I got live dispatches from you all day long. It was very (laughs) exciting. I sent you pictures. I sent you little tidbits. I went to um, the Netflix press junket. It was called Netflix Open House. It, It was at this gorgeous $75 million mansion in Beverly Hills. And I got to sit down with a bunch of new stars uh, of upcoming Netflix shows or Netflix um, new seasons of shows. Wait, you got to tell people what what house it was. Well, okay, so Selling Sunset fans, um, it it's Adnan's house, <laughs> the oh. one that Davina um, famously was having trouble selling. Yeah, still hasn't sold it. I saw Adnan; he was hanging out in the kitchen. Oh, you didn't saw- tell me you saw him. Oh, yeah. He was just like chilling in the kitchen. They had like a velvet rope, like separating the kitchen and like the place where all of the press people were hanging out. Um, And Adnan was just like at his kitchen island with a friend just chatting. Um, Did he seem friendly or did he seem as scary as he? No, he seemed scary on the show. (laughs) He seemed just as scary. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so they just I mean, the house is crazy. It's definitely not worth 75 million. Um. But I believe you posted the pictures to our Instagram, right? Yeah, I, I posted a few. I was um, go check it out. We're at House Party Pod and mm-hmm. see what she's talking about. Yeah, I was holed up in the theater, which was kind of the perfect place to record because no no windows, great acoustics. Uh, and I just had, they just, the PR people just brought in the stars and I, I talked to them and I talked to, uh, Melanie Rose and you'll hear all these interviews later on. Um, they're all embargoed until later on this summer. Um, but I talked to Melanie Rose, who is the host of the new show, how to build a sex room. So that was interesting. I think there's going to be a few words that I'm either going to have to bleep or cut out of it. Um, <laughs> Explicit starts with content C, warning. ends with awk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was that. And then I spoke with um, Mauricio Umansky and Alexia Umansky. Um, Mauricio owns the agency, which is a huge real estate brokerage. And they have their own show coming out. Uh, That's- who else I- Buying Beverly Hills, right? Yeah, that's buying Beverly Hills. And the same as selling Sunset, but just buying. It's pretty similar. I saw a screener um, of the first episode and it feels like there's there's a group of younger agents um, that it follows. And then there are like the veterans. So I kind of like that dynamic where you can see like the young green, you know, agents who are just trying to get their feet in the door. Uh that's kind of different than selling sunset. I feel, I feel like they're all kind of like established in their careers. Uh, and then I spoke with Sid and Shay McGee from, um, studio McGee, which, uh, they have their own show, dream house, dream home makeover on Netflix. <laughs> and, uh, they, we, we chatted about design. We chatted about finding your, you know, personal style at home. I asked them about Modern Farmhouse. They had some interesting things to say about Modern Farmhouse. Um, 
So that'll be a good one. And finally, I spoke with three stars of um, Selling the OC, which is the Selling Sunset spinoff, if you will. But they made very clear that it's not really a spinoff because it's very different. Orange County is very different from L.A. Um, But they were great, too. They were I mean, the show has a lot of drama like baked into the first episode. So it was interesting to hear them kind of be like, yeah, people hate us for no reason. Um, Why do people hate them for no reason? Because they're on the show. No, there's like one scene in the first episode. I I saw the first episode of Selling the OC. And uh, there's just a bunch of agents who are at this other agent's house for dinner. And they just start ragging on the two agents that I spoke with in my interview. Um, Alex, well, I guess I can't, I can't really give any plot points away, but on camera, it showed all these agents speaking really poorly about the two of the agents that I spoke with in my interview and just being like, everybody not, not viewers don't hate them yet. It's they're the, they're the, the agents who, who work on by other agents in the group. Yeah. In the group. Okay. Exactly. There's just right. like immediate tension. I don't know if it's baked in by the producers, but it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like where that grows out of. I asked them where it grew out of and they're like, we don't know. Like we, they're probably jealous of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, what so, are you going to say? You'd be like, oh yeah, I killed her cat. And then there's two sides to every story. Um, and then there's the truth. Exactly. Um, well, that makes me think about just like homes and TV that we're watching. What have you been watching lately? I've been binging, uh, the flight attendant. I got through the first season and I'm halfway through the second season. Um, I'm not as impressed by it as I actually thought I would be. It's sort of like needlessly complicated and a Mm. lot of manufactured, drama I don't know is there any is there anything like redeeming about it though but the real estate is what's redeeming and I want to know if these places are real or if they're just on a sound stage because season one takes place um she has an apartment in New York and her best friend um played by Zosha uh I'm blanking on her last name oh Zosha Mamet yeah she has the most incredible apartment Mm. um both of them and then it it takes place like kind of all around the world but home base is new york and they have incredible real estate Mm -hmm. and then in season two is in la and it takes place her home is this most like adorable bungalow and Mm. i can't figure out if it's real or not i think you said it might be in the venice canals yeah you sent me that photo and i thought um it looked like the Venice Canals. I, I can't tell if it's real or not. <laughs> now but I if have it to is, look. I want to move there. Um, send me well. What send me the episode and everything, and I'll I'll take a look at it. Okay. I've been on quite a, a journey with um, the new season of Ultimate Girls Trip on Bravo uh, with the Real Housewives. It's called Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip X Wives Club. <laughs> That's one show. Yeah, that's, that's 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 the title of a singular TV show. 
It is. And it takes place uh, in the Berkshires in uh, at Dorinda's home. And so in this lovely show, eight former housewives um, spend a week at Bluestone Manor, which is what the home is called. And chaos ensues. It's truly the gift that keeps on giving. It's the thing that I need mm-hmm. in these dark times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this home, I just, I, I want to go to Bluestone Manor. I think it's a hilarious and ridiculous home. It's like a huge house. It was built in 1902 and um, it's like nine bedrooms, Tudor style, like very... I mean, on the show, she describes it as Marilyn Monroe meets Frankenstein was like her design aesthetic that she was going for, which I, that's confusing. Yeah, it's what it's is very, what even is that? What does that even mean? It's very spooky. She loves Halloween, but it is kind of like it's uh, you would expect to see like a suit of armor. There's a lot of like very intricate molding throughout the house, um, like spooky glam spooky glam yeah that's like a great christine way. quinn from selling sunset i feel like she's more modern this is very like you know preserved all the charm all the tudor charm um rat pack frankenstein yeah something like that um confusing. i mean there's like lots of like velvet and like heavy fabrics and it's it's just, it's a very, it's a beautiful home too. Like the kitchen is impeccable, chef's kitchen, gorgeous fireplaces throughout the house. Like it's a really cool home. Speaking of heavy fabrics, do you yeah. want to get into this week's recap of Battle on the Beach, <laughs> which was so bizarre in terms of their style decisions? Speaking of tents. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we should just say up at the top, Roosevelt and Brandon took home the the trophy this, this week. Finally. I was very pleased for them. And I actually, I did like their room the best, but I didn't think that they were going to win because they really got raked across the coals on the safety factor. I know. I was, and they also didn't have the most number of, um, beds. Beds, yeah, like in terms of added value, like they couldn't get uh, the most number of sleepers in their room. I think Corey and Paige did that. They had four beds and Sarah, the judges were just like, oh, you can put double the kids in those beds. You can get eight kids in there. So cram them in like sardines. Roosevelt and Brandon, I definitely thought had the most design. Oh, yeah. There's so cool intricate thoughtful design it looks like a fun place to spend the night in even absolutely um and that's why i kind of have a problem with all these kids room challenges because in my mind designing a room purely for kids does not add value like right. i think you need a versatile room and i really appreciate appreciated when ty was telling his team he said because Wally and Jacqueline were suggesting like slides or ball pits mm-hmm. and Ty thought that that was too cheesy and, and kid specific. And he said, I wrote it down. He said, let's face it. When you go to the beach, sometimes it's adults that seem to overplay and need a place to lie down. And I was like, I wrote Ty gets it. He does. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, like you don't always want a kid's room. I mean, you want something, you want a room where kids can sleep, but I feel like you also want a space that could be for adults too. doesn't feel like totally kitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure if you've had a couple too many and you stumble upon a room with a giant pirate ship shaped uh, bunk bed, you'd be like, sweet. <laughs> Arr, matey. <laughs> oh, this looks awesome. That's true. Um, but no, you're you're totally right. And and for that reason, Brandi- Brandon and, and um, Roosevelt's, I thought, was, was the best. Oh, yeah. It was just very inventive. Dangerous. Like they, <laughs> what? It was just very dangerous. Yeah, they. I, I again. I I think that that was just a factor of um, the plans, the building plans from the beginning. But I I thought Paige and Corey's, or no, sorry, I thought Jacqueline and Wally's design was actually equally dangerous. They had a ropes course of sorts. Oh yeah, I I wrote activity in quote activity corner with ropes, ladders, and rings feels very unsafe and makes makes me anxious as a mother. Yeah, <laughs> like it did me too. I don't want to like tell the kids to go up and like play on the ropes course in their bedroom. Maybe like a rock wall would be better, but all those ropes that just felt like a choking hazard to me. And I actually wrote in regard to Wally and Jacqueline's room is this the worst designed room in the history of battle on the beach (laughs) I mean Rachel you last last season you talked about like third world refugee camp yeah I mean (laughs) well the problem there was the ropes course in the corner and then they tried they had bunk beds everybody did the bunk bed thing and they tried to make it look like a tent or something mm-hmm. like the the idea was camp out on the beach and that was the inspiration they were going for but they got these like heavy this is how we started this entire conversation because would you say heavy draperies or heavy linens heavy, yeah just very heavy fabric that doesn't fold like they wanted they, they wanted curtains that span the entire like opening of the bed so when you push them you can open them or you can pull them closed and they wanted it to resemble kind of like a tent or like a, a yurt as, as Ty said. And the material they got was not pliable. It looks like, and uh, it was construction paper. Yeah. It looked like paper and it was a shade of beige. Like it was not, it's not cute. (laughs) It definitely looks third world. Yeah, it, it it looked like something that they put up at like Firefest. It was bad. <laughs> um so unfortunately they were plagued by that. And and I guess they tried they they said they had ordered burlap. But even burlap. Even burlap. Was, I was like, "What? I'm not sure why you would order burlap." Yeah, I don't know why you would think that burlap would look any better than what you had. <laughs> And despite it looking, like, in addition to it looking bad, Brian and Sarah were like, your kids are going to suffocate in there. <laughs> it's an actual safety hazard because they're going to die inside <laughs> of your heavy drapes. She hated the drapes. She made it very clear. I think she um, said she hated it. She did. She, She's like, I rarely use this word, but I hate these because... I was like, okay, they're not winning. Yeah. <laughs> And Ty knew it too. Ty was just like. Ty said at the end, I knew we weren't winning. And that was the whole tent, like camp on the beach thing was his idea. 
It was. We got to see more of the tension between him and and Jacqueline and Wally this week, and I did like that. Did he? What did he say? He was like, I know, at one point, I wrote, "Ty is out of control." <laughs> In regard just, to, oh, he was just firing off ideas. And we they got were to just, see. They, yeah, we got to see how Ty's mind works, and he was just like camping on the beach and up in the mountains. Or this could also be, like, in the woods. Did it, like think it about Nepal? This- like, I don't know. Like, he was he was kind of all over the place. And it, for the first time, I sort of sympathized a little bit with Jacqueline and Wally, where they were just like, "Uh, what do we do with this energy right now?" But at the same time, I really don't think that that was the right direction to take the design of the room, like at all camping on the beach you're in a house on the beach like why are you why are you trying to like design for camping on the beach it was just bizarre it was it was strange but they've lost in the past by not listening to his ideas so then this time he was like you got to listen to me and then they did and the worst designed room on battle on the beach ever. (laughs) ever yeah um, I mean, it was also just probably poorly executed, but yeah. I think every everyone was to blame here. We can talk about poor execution um, for Corey and Paige. Oh, my gosh. Their wallpaper installation was quite stressful um, as a viewer, and I'm sure it was 10 times more stressful for them trying to do it. Uh, I certainly empathize with Paige when her husband was getting frustrated and I was like she's like and there's the throwing things and I was like oh I've experienced that (laughs) the frustration that leads to just like well fine and just like throw it away so do you still think that their their fights are just for on screen or do you think no that was real that that read real It, it seemed I mean, it was, I mean, hanging wallpaper is hard. Hanging wallpaper, if it's not the right texture that you're hanging it on, like if there's some sort of like glossy paint or something on your walls, you're going to have a heck of a time. Um, So they had a really difficult time hanging the wallpaper. There was like bubbling and Sarah picked up on that right away. Uh, She did not mince words. No. And also um, the bed... The, the wooden bunk bed that they did, which was, it looked like it was very well made, but it just needed to be sanded. She said there were a lot of like splinters that, that could get in the feet of the children. Um, Brian's got a real thing with sanding though. I noticed. Is he like a woodworker? Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can't figure out if maybe these teams are just really not paying attention to that one crucial detail or if Brian is hypersensitive to it or maybe a combo of both but in every single room he's picked up on some sort of material that isn't sanded to his liking right 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 um I did love the projector idea I think that's so brilliant in a beach I loved it too I thought it was cool and then they they put the projection of the battle on the beach logo on the wall but then Sarah was like but without the projector it's just a white wall and I was like no doy like, what do you, like, you can have the projector or you can have something else. You can't have both, Sarah. Yeah. What did she want there to be? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like a whiteboard? Sarah's getting on my nerves. 
just getting on your nerves. I said, um, I don't know. <laughs> just that she's getting on my nerves. That's all. I did. Well, I did think that Corey and Paige were going to take it again this week just because they were able to sleep four comfortably in their room yeah. more than any of the other teams. So I was like, ooh, that could, you know, their design and their design wasn't bad. It was just like the finishing was not great. It was fine. I mean, I agree that if you have the projector off, it's just a white wall and that felt kind of bland, but the projector is where they decided to put their their energy and right. the idea of a movie night for the kids at night after a long day at the beach seems nice. So, yeah. I did think that they had a shot. However, it, yeah, I guess I was surprised actually that Brandon and Roosevelt won it. I was too because it's like, okay, you're knocking. Like they kind of got knocked for the same things as the other teams. And I'm guessing what put them over the top was just like the ingenuity of their design, perhaps. Like making it really like an escape. Um, they... Brought in the history of Galveston. Yeah, they built this this pirate ship bunk bed, um, which any kid would love. And I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> it's they um, put the sign on. It was called the Alyssa, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it was one of the transportation ships used in Galveston for back in 1877. Yeah, Brandon totally did his homework with that, which that was, was very cute. Cool. They were so frustrated during it, though. I wrote that Roosevelt at one point wrote or said, I'm bleeping sick of this house. Like, he's just oh. he he was over it. I did not catch that. Oh, my gosh. And even during the judging, when when Sarah and Brian were sort of doing the like, you did this and, you know, I don't know, maybe it was kind of unsafe and some kid might hit their head on the fan and fall down. Mm. Ha 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 ha. And everybody was sort of laughing. And Roosevelt was just. Stone faced. Stone faced, yeah. Stone. Not not amused at this point. Yeah, it, it seems like Brandon really had to be like, come on, Dad. <laughs> I think okay. I think so. They had the hand painted mural, which was very cool too. That 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 did elevate the design of the room, I thought. I loved that. The, yeah. the mural really did did a lot for it. Um Roosevelt also <laughs> showed his true disdain for the competition. Uh, when the when the mentors announced that they had a challenge out on the beach that they had to go play, mm-hmm. they had to step away from all their designing and building and go down and do a puzzle challenge. <laughs> this, well, first of all, what what did Roosevelt do when they had to do this? Well, I just saw his face. He was just like again, like stone faced, not amused by this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely not. I well, think what? I I said nobody looks excited for this puzzle challenge, especially Roosevelt. The thing, it wasn't even a design challenge. It was, this is like, I don't know if you've seen Are You the One or... I've seen like Survivor. It reminded me of Survivor. Like this is a show I would see on, or sorry, this was a challenge I would see on a dating show where you're trying to figure out if you're compatible with your partner because it was all about communication and putting together this puzzle with one of you blindfolded. It had nothing to do with design. And well, I think communication, I think you can argue that communication um, is part of the design. Like clearly, you know, with like Wally and Jacqueline, like that's been 
an issue for them. I mean, I, you can argue it. I just, you don't get to see the payoff in the, in the challenge. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Like the, no, yeah. The prize was, I think, $500 to use in your, in your design. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure, do we know what, so it was Jacqueline and Wally that won, right? Mm, yes. Yes. And we don't even know what, what did they spend it on? TBD. I, they didn't say. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like at that point they had already bought everything that they were putting in the room. Yeah, it sort of seemed like an afterthought, the challenge. I liked that Brandon said that they were blindfolding Roosevelt and he was the one guiding him because he had a master's in communication. Yeah, that was funny. That was cute. And then Corey just got really mad that everybody was laughing at him (laughs) because he was walking like a zombie. He was like, I'm he walking was, this though. way so no one bumps into me. <laughs> I mean, and every like Allison and Ty, like everybody is just cracking up on the sidelines. And even Paige, Paige can't like function in the challenge because they're laughing so hard at Corey. And Corey, it was I, pretty funny. Corey seemed legitimately kind of butthurt about it. He's like, maybe if you weren't laughing so hard at me, we would have done better. I'm like, well, you were being really funny. <laughs> you looked ridiculous. Yeah, so the challenge happened, what, midway through, a little bit before that. And then we saw the rooms. I mean, did you think that Brandon and Roosevelt were going to win? No, but only because of everything negative that the judges said. Like, just looking at all three rooms, I would have said Brandon and Roosevelt should win. Because they had the most, it was the most designed, it was the most thoughtful, um, even if they didn't have as many sleeping spaces. Right. But then the and judges like, were just so negative about their space. So I was well, like, oh, uh, they the can't, they're not going to get it. The yeah. safety primarily, the the railing at the top bunk is only two inches off the mattress. They basically said it's a murder room. <laughs> well, no, they didn't use the word suffocation. Like, <laughs> no, like, uh, I think they just said concussed. <laughs> oh, yeah. with Right. You're going to get your head chopped off by the um Decapitation. The but yeah, Brandon and Roosevelt pulled it off. It was really exciting to see. I'm very happy that they did. Roosevelt was stoked. The only other thing I wrote was that for everybody's room, they would go on and on about how everything was terrible inside of it in a death trap. <laughs> and then they'd go, Brian or somebody would say, but overall, how fun. <laughs> <laughs> You might die, but overall, how fun. Oh, man. And Sarah. That was their their attempt at (laughs) hedging. Yeah. (laughs) Parents of four. (laughs) Um, And then Sarah said when she stepped into Roosevelt and Brandon's room, another bunk system. And I'm just like, what else do you expect in a kid's room? Oh, I didn't catch that. Like. It's a tiny room. The ceilings are fairly high. They're going to go for bunk beds. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah's getting on my nerves. But the team that did the pirate ship bunk beds won. So bravo to Brandon and Roosevelt for taking the challenge. Next week is... Guest guest bedroom and bathroom. My favorite part of the preview for next week is... Allison is giving Corey a talking to, I guess, where they're talking about placing a rain shower head. She said, women, 
don't want to get their hair wet all the time. It's like too true, about, Allison. Too true. Have we talked about rain shower rain shower heads? Uh, I've talked about it with Margaret on our team because I hate them. I do too. You do when, too? Oh yeah. When we were up um, in Sonoma for my brother's wedding, we stayed, our Airbnb had a rain head shower and or a rain shower head. It's, it feels luxurious to stand under it. Like if you need to wash your hair, but if you're not washing your hair that night, I don't want a rain shower head. It doesn't have the water pressure that I want. Oh. I don't want to feel like I'm standing under a rain, like a drizzle. I want, I want the power of a strong storm. Yeah. <laughs> a mild tempest. Uh, so right now, what's the score? The score is... 2-1-1. Two, one, one. two for, ja- for um, Corey Page and, and Corey. Page. Uh-huh. One for Wally and Jacqueline. And one for Roosevelt and Brandon. Correct. And there's two more challenges left. I think so. So it's really anybody's game right now. It is. Yeah, I feel like now that Brandon and Roosevelt have won this one, they've kind of proved themselves. I think, yeah, I think the gates have opened up and and anyone could really take it. Really? Because I still think he wants to quit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I think think he's over it. (laughs) I think he's energized. I think he's back in it. I I hope so. I mean, like, I think anyone can take it at the end at this point. Oh, I agree. I just, I truly hope, I hope that poor Brandon can sit with his dad at the end of these days and just buck him up. Like, yeah. give him a beer and just say, dad, we got this. And like, energize him. Because yeah. he just, he seems a bit defeated, even with yeah. this win this week. Well, and that makes for really fun television for us to watch someone just <laughs> moping around on the beach. <laughs> So let's hope that we can get some more energy. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I'm fueling myself off of the fights between Ty and Wally and Jacqueline. Oh my God. I love it. Ty's in like an alternate reality right now because he's so <laughs> used to people being like, yeah, Ty, yeah. And now he's just like, who are these contrarians who are just saying no to all of my ideas or like, second guessing all of my ideas <laughs> what just, do you say this episode he's like i can't there there are no more ideas i can give you or something like that yeah or like i'm i'm just not going to give you any more ideas because you just question them i like it i'm here for the energy yeah just very different approaches to this competition if you guys have favorites on battle on the beach let us know Please email us. We're podcast at realtor.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show, on the, the contestants. contestants, the designs, anything you want to weigh in with. Tell us where we're wrong and where we're right. And we might even read your feedback on air. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and uh, give us a five-star rating and write us a review if you have a chance. Helps people find us. And we love to hear your feedback. Um, If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today or see any photos, we will link to the stories in your show notes. You can also go to realtor.com slash news 
and uh, you'll find all the stories there. They're they're pretty recent stories. Um, Rachel, how else can people find us? If you want to get in touch, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. We brought that up earlier in the show. We would love to hear from you there to hear your thoughts about Battle on the Beach or your thoughts about this podcast. Just tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our handle is at House Party Pod on all three. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Ciao.